Hey, everybody, before we start this episode of Geek This, I just want to give a shout out to our friends over at realworldtheology.com for putting together an awesome podcast um, for episode 33. If you're interested in British pop culture and British things, you're going to want to listen to that. Um, at geekthispodcast.com slash episode 33 that was put together by Mikey Fissel, his wife Laura, and their friend Mark Wingerter. Fun episode. Episode 34 was actually put together by Matt Anderson from thescifichristian.com and Daniel Butcher from welcome to level 7com They reviewed the Lego movie, and that was just as fun and interesting as the other one. So please go check out those two episodes and those three podcasts because they're fantastic and I personally listen to every single episode. The other thing I want to tell you about is a screening of Legends of the Night. It's on April 28th at 7.30 and here's the deal. It is actually a local event. So if you don't live near Kokomo, Indiana, unfortunately you won't be able to attend unless you feel like driving that far. But um, tickets actually go on sale March 25th at midnight. So if you are going to come, we absolutely need you to buy your tickets ASAP. We have to sell a minimum of 67 tickets in order to get this shown. Um, But as of right now, um, the date is April 28th, and I will make sure that I keep you guys informed. So if you live around Kokomo, come check that out help support the podcast, and support this great film. Welcome to episode 36 of Geek This Podcast. Um, We're going to be talking about Batman Begins. It's been a while since we've done our Batman on Film series. They couldn't figure out anything else to talk about, so we're going to go on with this one. Um, I am Dave Clements. Um, one of your now three hosts on the podcast, and I am joined by our newest host, Mr. Mike Kastriva. Hello, everyone. And Mr. David Hunt. Hello. <laughs> I mean, hello. You got a frog in your throat? Got that in my throat. Ah, <laughs> nice. We're full of puns. I don't know. I'm All right, so we're going to talk about Batman Begins, which um, released... On June 15, 2005, it's directed by Christopher Nolan. I cannot believe it's been almost 10 years since this movie came out. That's crazy. It stars Christian Bale, Liam Neeson, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Katie Holmes, and Killian Murphy. And uh, the way that we normally do this is we just kind of... I, we really don't go into the plot too much. We like to analyze the characters and um, pull out just some nuggets from the movie that we found interesting. And um, and then at the end, after we talk about some gadgets, we are going to talk about what Mr. Ben Affleck can learn from this movie and what can Zack Snyder learn from this movie as we go into Batman and Superman whenever they actually finally settle on a date. <laughs> so let's go ahead and um, jump in. Guys, what is your what was your first impression, if you remember, of this movie? walking out of the theater or wherever you saw it. Hmm. Who do you want to start with? Oh, I don't care. You guys do get out. I, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Okay, podcast is over. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't like legendary. It didn't take my breath away. 
But I thought it was a, a decent film. Um, it was a good beginning to something. Mm-hmm. After all, it's called Batman Begins. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if it was called Batman Starts? <laughs> that would have been lame. Um, I thought it was a really, really well done uh, origin story. I've seen plenty of superhero origin stories in my day, but I remember, <laughs> I remember after seeing that one, I was like, man, that was, that was really well done. It was interesting, and it, you know, because sometimes when you go see a movie like an origin story, you just want them to get to the point. You don't want to, you don't want them to beat around the bush. You want to see. Batman in full costume kicking butt, and um, I I didn't have any issues with it really. I I, I thought it was a good origin story. Um, I I I wasn't blown away like what you said, David, but I I did enjoy it. I thought it was well well done origin story. It's kind of weird. I actually don't remember when it first came out. I think I saw it in theaters. I remember, you know, that was my senior year of high school, or maybe I had just graduated. I think I had just graduated by the time it came out. I don't. I wasn't super into comic books or Batman or anything like that. I mean, the 1989 Batman was still my favorite, at, you know, at that time. So um, I just I thought it was cool. That was about it. Um, looking back at it now, has it changed for you? I mean, has it? It, has it become a better film for you? Has, is it like trying to think of how to phrase this? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, has it has it become a better film to you? Do you appreciate it a little more now? I think I definitely do. Um, just because now that I'm older, I realize that before this movie came out, the last Batman movie that had had been released was Batman and Robin. Right. And as a kid, like I was like, oh, look at all the lights and stuff. And mm-hmm. if you want to hear what we thought about that, you can listen to that. Batman and Robin episode. That was forever ago. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, this is such a such a turn from that film. Mm-hmm. It's so different in every way. It's mm-hmm. um, very dark compared to all the, the flashy lights of of Batman and Robin. So I I liked how they they mm-hmm. turned to what Batman should be. And, I yeah. mean, Batman is the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. right? Well, and after like you like you said, you know, after watching you know, uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, it's, it's, I mean, it's like, there's an analogy here, and it's not coming out of my mouth, I'm going to struggle today. <laughs> Got it. You can do it, David. Um, we believe in you. Or Dave, sorry. We'll get it, we'll get it. Um, actually, somebody asked us on Facebook, um, uh, named Daniel Butcher, we talked to We've talked to him, talked about him mm-hmm. a lot. Um, he does the Welcome to Level 7 podcast. And he actually asked if you were willing to change your name to David, just so you fit in. Oh, uh, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I, I Sorry. Like, I like, I, you know, honestly, I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, I'm going to change my name so people don't get me confused anymore. Well, I like my name. So. <laughs> I think it works for the podcast. I think it's yeah. funny. Um... Confusion is funny. <laughs> yeah. So, th- yeah, this is what I was going to say. Um, Back on topic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After watching those two movies, it's, I mean, it's finally good to have something good in your mouth. You know, like, does, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I left a good taste in your mouth. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, get, I get what you mean. It, watching it again, it makes you want The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you want that next movie. 
the thing that I like about it, and I mentioned this in our last, uh, I don't know how many episodes we did um, on our on our Batman movies, um, but I read a super thick book um, just about the making of the trilogy. And the thing that I thought was really cool about this movie is how everything in this world, uh, Christopher Nolan put it there for a reason. It's um, it's realistic. It's believable. You could mm-hmm. believe that you could walk into that world, Gotham or Paul or wh- wherever, and you would expect to see all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just it's believable. And I think that that's really that's what set this apart from all of the others because mm-hmm. all of the others you know whether it's architecture or um costumes or whatever mm-hmm. is just so cheesy or gimmicky or there's always something in there that pulled you out of it mm-hmm. and i think this movie was one where you're just kind of like yes i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna be a part of it mm-hmm. that was appealing to me did you guys have anything that's appealing to you um anywhere in the movie I think one thing that I really liked about it was that they didn't start out with a huge villain like the Joker. Um, I mean, they could have very easily been like, oh, let's look at Batman's rogues gallery and pick like the most famous one because I will sell tickets. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They went with, I mean, Ra's al Ghul, he, Ra's al Ghul he's, he's a pretty decent sized character in the Batman mythology. Um, but not a lot of people who don't read the books are like, oh, yeah. And and Scarecrow's the same way. He's never been. He was yeah. never uh, shown in any of the live action um, right. movies or TV before Batman mm-hmm. Begins. So I I thought it was a really cool way how they went that route instead of going and starting with someone like the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think it was smart. I really don't like. I don't see Christopher Nolan Nolan going for the throat right away, and I think that. Um, him using uh, Scarecrow as one of the main villains was the right way to go because, you know, people are going to, I mean, people are going to go see a Batman movie regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a new reboot of, like, the whole Batman <laughs> series. You know, we have to go check it out. Yay, cod pieces! Yeah. Let's see if Arnold shows up again. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. what People, people probably didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. because it was a brand new thing. So I think that um, I think he was smart in doing that, and then saving for the saving the bigger characters for later. But I, I definitely appreciate it. Looking back at it now, I definitely because I didn't know a whole lot about Scarecrow the first time I saw it, and I, I definitely looking back on it, I I think it's still holds up. Um, let's go ahead and dive into our cast and and our characters. Um, we get. Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, what do you guys think of Christian Bale in this role? I mean, for this movie, you can definitely tell he's just now starting to like get the grasp of who the Batman character is and who Bruce Wayne is, and trying to differentiate between the two. He's not full. He's not full, like, choking on frogs yet. <laughs> yeah, not quite. <laughs> just a little bit, though. Right, just a little bit. Right. Um, I think he did a pretty good job, mm-hmm. especially compared to what we had before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did a, mm-hmm. a good job. When I think about a live-action Batman now, all I think about is Christian Bale. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's more because of the later movies, but this film is what grounded it. It's what mm-hmm. started it all. Right. I thought he was fantastic as Bruce Wayne. I really did. I thought that the whole, like, because once, once he, uh, he knows for a fact that he wants to be Batman and he wants to, he feels like this is his purpose. He, um, he ultimately like plays up the playboy image. And I think that it was, he did a great job as that character, especially my, one of my favorite scenes in Batman Begins is when he's trying to lure everybody out of the, out of his house because <laughs> they're all about to die or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he does it in the biggest douchebag way possible. <laughs> and like, it's like, you snooty people, stop smiling. And he's like, nope, I'm not finished. And I'm like, that's, that, that to me, it was like the perfect image of Bruce yeah. Wayne right there. So, but as, as Batman, he was fine. I, I don't really, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think the, the Batman voice is fine. I, at first, when he first like interrogated that that um, that thief or whatever, and he's mm. where are the other drugs going? <laughs> that's when I kind of like was like, oh my gosh, that's that's kind of different, right? <laughs> and, right. and then I kind of chuckled later, but you know, it's whatever. Yeah, he's good. See, I like Christian Bale. Now I don't know what you when you guys met Christian Bale as far as when you first saw him in anything. This was the first thing I think I've ever seen him in that I can remember. Okay. Um, because it wasn't until recently that I watched like American Psycho or some uh, okay. of the other movies that he's in. So I'd never seen him. So I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, American Psycho was the first thing I saw him in. <laughs> oh, really? I was pretty shocked that they chose him to be at, at <laughs> play Batman. It's like, funny, it's though. Like that guy? Really? It's <laughs> funny, though, because yeah. wa- having watched American Psycho, I can see just a little bit of that same character in his Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. This yeah. very full of himself. Um, That's true. And I, I've said this before. He just doesn't murder <laughs> people on the weekends. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, I've said this before, that for whatever reason... He's still not my favorite Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody has quite got it for me. And actually, I like him better as Batman than I do Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, mm-hmm. he's just starting out. I think he's still trying to figure out, okay, um, i got to figure out which which face am I putting forward first. You know, who's, who's going to be the, quote, real me, you know. Right. So it is a little weird in this movie. I think me, uh, the first film I remember seeing him in was Newsies. Oh, yeah. Um, and it wasn't until much later, like probably after Dark Knight Rises came out, that I put two and two together and realized that it was the same person. Open the gates and tease the day. Open the gates and tease the day. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, the voice, uh, I actually prefer it in this movie over the next two, possibly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, okay, I think we're pretty much in agreement with Christian Bale. Yeah, um, he's all right. He's good. He's cool. <laughs> and then we get a uh, we get I like him. <laughs> we get Michael Caine. Um, the, Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually great. That's awesome. That was great. I'm just like him. <laughs> um, he's fantastic. I mean, mm. honestly. 
as much as I love all three of these movies, I could probably watch his parts over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. He's he's just a fantastic actor. He knows what he's doing, and he doesn't he doesn't look like he's acting. He mm-hmm. just he's fantastic, and I love him as Alfred. I think he's perfect because he plays that father figure very well mm-hmm. um, without stepping the boundary of I am your dad. Yeah, I am your father. Listen dad. to me. Right. <laughs> Look. Motorcycles. Motorcycles driving by. Anyway. Yay. Um, I agree. Good. I agree. I think he's great. Um, I, I kind of wish he was my relative because <laughs> I love his accent for one thing, and I don't know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and that, now I sounded like Bruce the Shark from Nemo. <laughs> Hello, my name's Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> not that. No, not like that. <laughs> uh, Hello, Master Wine. I don't know. I just, I love him. I think he's really perfect as Alfred. Yeah. And I, I didn't really know much about him before Batman Begins, mm-hmm. but uh, I knew, yeah, I mean, I was like, that guy, he's a good Alfred. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely better than Michael Goff. <laughs> Didn't he play Alfred in like every all, all of the last three? Yeah, he played. He was Alfred. Yeah, I'm just like kill the guy already. Come Aww. on! I, got, I didn't think it was that. Bad. I didn't think it was that. But probably one of the better parts of some of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Michael Caine was probably is my favorite part of this. Of, yes. of this film, he is the glue. Yeah, he really is. I, I couldn't imagine anyone else playing Alfred. Right. And I, I want Michael Caine to come to my house and I read me bedtime stories <laughs> and fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame you. He's just got one of those voices. Have you guys ever seen Harry Brown? Hmm. Where he, he, Michael Caine plays this, like, um, uh, you know, like Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. Mm-hmm. It's basically mm-hmm. like the British version of that. Oh, really? Michael Caine just goes around and cleaning up the streets. It's pretty awesome. That'd be awesome. I think it's on Netflix. I have to watch it. It might be, yeah. Um, then we'll go to another Brit, Gary Oldman. Um, <laughs> I don't even... I feel like a lot of people here, it's the first time I ever saw them act. Um, it might be for me, too. I, I don't remember Gary Oldman before this. And I know that I've seen movies with him in it, but I don't remember him. But um, he is Lieutenant James Gordon. Um, phenomenal. I mean, I don't think there's... Okay, I'm not going to say there's not a bad actor in this movie. Because there is. And we'll get to them last. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like him as James Gordon. But I will say this. I would still like to see Brian Cranston as Gordon. Because <laughs> he, he was Gordon in Batman Year One. Um, oh, but, yeah. A good point. Yeah, I mean he's he's kind of a little too meek for me because I mean uh, my my Gordon is from the animated series mm-hmm. who who I mean he was right there on par with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was he was the partner that Batman needed. Right. Like, We're not the one he deserved. Right. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Uh, we're not good, doing that good one. yet. <laughs> the the uh, animated voice uh, voice actor for for him was more definitely more gritty. Oh yeah. Than than Gary Oldman, of course. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I mean, I would assume you guys are pretty happy with most of this cast. 
Um, is there yeah. anything that yeah. stood out um, with Gary Oldman that you guys mm. can think of? Not. Um, I thought he had a crush on Batman. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I'm I'm kidding, of course, but I, I I thought he was good overall. I thought that he was he did a good job. Yeah. Um, and then we have Killian Murphy as Jonathan Crane slash Scarecrow. Hmm. Um, creepy dude. Yeah. Uh, first movie I ever saw him in was Red Eye. Um, I think my, I think that might be one of the first ones for me too. So there was already a creep factor there mm-hmm. after watching that movie. Um, it's not like a fantastic movie, but it, it's a thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, so if 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 you weren't creeped out enough by him, he's just kind of slimy. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to describe him um, in that movie and this one. Yeah. Um, but I think he was perfect as Scarecrow because he's just the right amount of crazy mm-hmm. to do something like that. Yeah. You know, uh, he initially read for Batman, which I think is crazy. I couldn't imagine. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't so, know that. Wow. And they they were like, you're not right for this part, but... <laughs> yeah. You could either be Robin or you could be Scarecrow, and uh, we're not doing Robin. I mean, he works for Scarecrow. I mean, for a a comic book character that looked pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I like the character, but I mean, honestly, he kind of looks silly in the the books. Mm -hmm. To put that on film, uh, Christopher Nolan did a great job directing him in a good way, because that mask that he has, I mean, it's... I like the fact that he didn't have it on, like, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the straw hat. Yeah, <laughs> and the straw hat. Yeah. Well, uh, Christopher Nolan didn't even initially want to have a mask for the Scarecrow. Oh, really? One of the writers actually talked him into it, mm-hmm. which I, I'm i glad that he did because it yeah. it makes yeah. it seem more like the Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Well, it mm-hmm. goes back to that whole believable factor. Yeah. Um, and here's a cool little tidbit that I remember from that book that I read. Um, they actually, his his costume. Um, they actually sewed the buttons on just slightly askew, um, and some of like his his like his jacket is frayed and uh, just tiny little details. And that's the thing that I love about all three of these movies. And cool. I know I'm gonna bring it up again and again, but there's just tiny little details that if I tell you that, you're gonna go back and watch it and go, man, I appreciate that character so much more now. Like I mean, Nolan and and um, David Goyer and I can't remember the guy that actually did the production design. Um, they really took their time. I mean, I think they took three years to develop everything for this one movie. So it was really cool. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. So let's move on to kind of our, I guess he's kind of our main baddie. Um, Liam Neeson as Henri Ducard slash... Raz al Ghul. Now they say <laughs> Raz al Ghul in this movie, but in the cartoon it's Raish. Oh yeah. So I don't know who to believe here. Somebody's I've, lying. I've always said Raj. Yeah, I've right. always said Raj. I did too. <laughs> Raz. Raz al Ghul. Raz al Ghul. He's French. He's French. Yeah. <laughs> He's a French bad guy. Hello, my name is Raz al Ghul. <laughs> Where is the Batman? <laughs> Twist the little mustache. <laughs> yeah. Um, Liam Neeson, man. Uh, Liam Neeson. I mean, do we have to go anywhere else with that? I don't think so. I think we all know our first experience with him. 
Qui-Gon Jinn, right? I don't really remember, honestly. I mean, I, I've seen it, but um, I honestly don't remember the first time I was really introduced to Liam Neeson. Okay. Can't really remember. I just always known him as being the man. Yeah. The man's man. <laughs> like, he could beat Chuck Norris in a fight. That's, I'm, that's where I'm putting him. <laughs> well, he, he's our generation's Chuck Norris. That's right. Well, I there we so, go. Yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Um, as a character... I will find you, and I will kill it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a character, um, what did you think about how they hid his identity through the movie? Because I know I, I never saw it coming, because I wasn't into comic books at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea. Um, yeah. Because Henri Ducard is actually a character in the Batman universe, mm-hmm. um, separate from Ra's al Ghul. Um, the only reason I knew who Ra's al Ghul was is because of the animated series. I watched it all the time when I was little. But I really, that's, I just knew his name. That's all I knew. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this guy is somebody else. I don't know who it is, but. Ra's al Ghul is some Asian guy. It, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and he kind of had like the mustache and the whole mm-hmm. Liam Neeson look in this movie. Yeah. Um, didn't. It definitely didn't give it away, that's for mm-hmm. sure. But it, it kind of the audience was like, "There's, there's something more to this character," right. and I think they did it well. I yeah. think it was cool. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they they built it up towards the beginning of the, of the film, like how important of a character this Ra's al Ghul was, and the, I don't think anyone really believed that they would just kill off that character so quickly mm-hmm. yeah. in this this fight. Mm-hmm. Well, that and you saw how important he was to Bruce mm-hmm. because he he was yet again a, a father figure, you know, and you kind of see that over and over again with different characters in these movies. Um, I just I think that was just really cool. Yeah, yeah, and he just Liam Neeson's voice was just magical. <laughs> Him and Michael Caine could read a yeah. bedtime story. Yeah. I don't know, but. It, 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 if you read me bedtime stories, <laughs> I might not be able to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. The other day, <laughs> there was a little boy named David, and he was almost murdered. <laughs> like, oh my god, he was kidnapped. Yeah. And he I was find them. He was taken <laughs> twice. <laughs> Go home. I'm scared now. <laughs> really quick off, off topic, they're making a Taken 3. I yeah, guess. yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. And as far as I know, everybody in the last two movies is going to be in this one too. Yeah, The well, daughter and the wife, they've signed up again. Liam Neeson said like a long time ago he wasn't going to do a third one. Yeah. But like they they paid him like oh, bunches and bunches yeah. of money just, just to say yes, just to say he would do it. And mm-hmm. he, he didn't, of course, he... Didn't say no. Dear Liam Neeson, <laughs> I'm sure there's a role for you in the MCU. You can come on over. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Time. It should be subtitled like, Taken 3, the worst parent ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Taken 3, for real this time. <laughs> what more can I do? Oh, whatever. Alright, yeah. right, so let's go to who I think is probably the worst. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot somebody. I feel really awful. Oh, back up. Let's go talk about Morgan Freeman. Oh, yes. We can't forget Lucius Fox. Yes. What did you guys think of the um, the addition of Lucius Fox to this movie? Mm. Mm. You don't sound impressed, Mike. 
Oh no, I'm very impressed. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, mm. I was trying to. I was. I wasn't sure if David was going to go first or if I was going to go first. But um, I th- I think if you have Liam Neeson and Morgan Freeman in your movie and Michael and Michael Caine, Michael Caine, yeah, <laughs> like what more can you ask for? I I just I love the addition to to um this film trilogy. With I love having Morgan Freeman in the mix because. Uh, I don't know. His his relationship with Bruce Wayne is really fun. Oh, yeah. I think it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like him, both of them playing with new toys and stuff. <laughs> I think it's cool. It and back? yeah, yeah, that that kind of stuff. Yeah. that kind of stuff is just is just fun. And it's weird though because when you're watching it, you don't really think of the fact that those are the light parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when one thing I really like about his character is that. This seems to be the only guy that really appreciates that. Like Bruce Wayne owns this company. Like he deserves this company. It was his father's company. While everyone else is like, okay, we're going public. Yeah. Whereas this guy, where Lucius is like, well, the way I see it, like all this stuff belongs to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's one thing I really appreciated about the character was that he respected him as not just like, oh, it's Bruce Wayne. He respected him as a Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I never thought of it thought of it that way before. And I think that's one of the reasons, what probably the main reason that at the very end of the film he ended up making Lucius the the CEO of the company. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a cool relationship. Mm -hmm. He was in the wasn't he in the books? Lucius, yeah, yeah. He was a lot younger though. Right. I don't know. Morgan Freeman, right? Yeah. He was awesome. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. Literally. Um, this isn't on my list, but did you guys know that Rutger Hauer is in this movie? He is. Yeah, he's um one of the board members. Oh, he, he, I didn't. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I was just like, wow, like, huh? I didn't, I didn't realize that. I was looking uh, all this stuff up before we. Started recording. The hobo with the shotgun is in Batman Begins. Wow. <laughs> yep, he's a he's a board member. He's like the main board member, I think. I'm gonna have to rewatch it and look for him. Um. Okay. Do we do we want to go to the, the who I think is the worst? Yeah, sure. Person yeah, man. I, I don't think we can not. <laughs> do we all agree that this person is the worst? I I would say she's probably the worst. And I mean, if you don't know who we're talking about, that's it, Katie Holmes, right. the only character that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. But, um, right. I, I would agree. She's, I mean, she probably is the worst. But out of such a stellar cast, that's that's not really saying a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't feel like she did a horrible job. I am glad they recast her. I mean, I'm glad they recast the character of Rachel. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't feel like she did completely terrible. She's she's done worse in other things. She was uh, the pretty face. Yeah. yeah. She was the pretty girl to look at, and that was pretty much all. I just <laughs> I guess that's where I feel like she was the worst, because she seemed to be the one character that wasn't as developed as the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Morgan Freeman, who seems to be more well-rounded than she is, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm not saying I have a problem with Katie Holmes because I've not really seen her in a lot. I, I, I don't want to wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of impressions today. What's, somebody had their coffee. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually. 
Um, but I don't remember much. Like I, I remember her in the movie, of course, right. but I don't see. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I need to rewatch it and see um, her performance, like in shake she's, it in. She's just kind of the the cliched must have damsel in distress slash love interest, and that bothers me. Like that was like the, for me the one weakness mm. in this movie. I'm like, I mean, I'm not like, I'm trying to think of a good way. I'm afraid I'm going to offend some woman that listens to this. <laughs> um, there are women that listen to this? I'll make up for it later. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, I think that there do need to be stronger female characters in, in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because we just don't have a lot. We have a lot of the damsel in distress things and that's just kind of old and i wish that rachel was more than that and that's really i mean that's all Mm. she becomes i mean she becomes a little bit more in the dark night Mm. and we'll get to that when we talk about it but it's really all she is she's just kind of um a a pivot point for the movie Mm. and it just kind of sucks i think she could have been a stronger character because there are stronger characters in um the Batman comics, um, you have, uh, I can't remember her name, but um, Jim Gordon's wife later on, mm. um, she's like his uh, like his lieutenant or whatever, mm. and he's commissioner. Um, she, sure. We even have like Chalia, who's yeah. uh, Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a couple women in there um, that are stronger, and it just feels like this is the one part that they failed at. Mm. Um, so I can't, well, I think that Katie Holmes was the greatest actress <laughs> in this film. She was actually one of the only. Right. That's for all the. That's all for all the female listeners. I honestly, I don't think any part of it was really the fault of Katie Holmes. I think most of it was just the writing of that yeah. section. Yeah. Just because they didn't really, they didn't really go into depth about the relationship between Bruce yeah. and. Uh, Rachel at that like in this movie I'm, obviously yeah. they go into it more in in the the later films but yeah. in this she's just the girl from from Bruce's past basically. yeah I wish that I mean I guess you kind of need a longer movie or something to make that stand out a little bit more but yeah that's all she is mm. <laughs> um I don't know if I'm Fair forgetting enough. any characters we have Falcone which He's a minor character, um, mob boss kind of guy. Uh, you got that that sleazy cop who's the uh, the partner to Gordon. Um, Bullock. <clears throat> he wasn't. No, no, the I, cop. He's like he's Gordon's partner. At the very beginning, they get in the car, and he just got paid off. And oh he's like, yeah. Why aren't you doing this, Gordon? He's yeah. like, I don't. I don't rat people out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah, I thought I thought he did a good job as like a, a dirty cop. Cool, cool. I'm just yeah. thinking he's forgettable for me. So, um, okay, let's just go ahead and move on. Just for da- just for David, right? <laughs> uh, we have very few gadgets in this movie. Um, the the only one I had listed was the Batmobile slash Tumbler. Um, what, because David and I are talking to myself now, David, 
you and I have talked about the previous Batmobiles, and I have stated that my favorite Batmobile is the Batmobile from 89. Mm-hmm. Um, did, you said the Tumbler was your favorite, yes? I don't I don't think so, but I don't remember what, what my favorite was. Jeez! <laughs> Nobody came prepared. They're all I, fired. I like the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Batmobile. I, I do like it. I like it a lot. I thought it was a pretty good Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was a different take on it. Um, before you always had that like long and <laughs> slender, yeah, non-practical, right? With the yeah. wings. Yeah. Um, I thought it was neat because everything else that really made up Batman in this film was really based on like army stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's it, true. It only made sense to have something that looked like they would use in the army. What's really cool? Um, the military, excuse me. I'm, I'm not just <laughs> just talking right. about the army branch. I'm anti-navy, <laughs> air force, all that stuff. Um, I think what's cool is you actually see him grinding and making his batterings. Uh, yeah, that's that's something. In a way, I, I mean, yes, I know Bruce Wayne has money, but I would like to actually see um, a more inferior. Batman costume and gadgetry, um, and Zack Snyder, not Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder's um, Batman books. They're doing Zero Year, and in the first couple of um, issues of that arc, you actually see him um, with. I think it's that um, he's just you know um, minimal padding. Um, so you. I mean, and you kind of see it in this movie, too, where he's got, like, these really awful bruises and stuff like that. Um, but I know that they had to change some of that for just the sake of time. I would have loved to see a more primitive bat costume. Well, I mean, you did sort of see that in, uh, like, towards the beginning when he first came up to Commissioner Gordon. He just had, like, the ski yeah. mask. <laughs> and then yeah. he, like, jumped off the side of the building yeah. and just, like, hit himself on the side. And, yeah, that was funny. So, I mean, you did see that, and then he, he had to go, like, what else do you got, <laughs> Lucius? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not enough um, for, for um, base jumping. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's this is that's where you get, like, the electrostatic um, material, mm-hmm. right? See, I didn't watch it. I'm ashamed of myself. Because I like the gadgets. I think that's, I mean, that's a lot of what makes Batman Batman is mm-hmm. the gadgets. Because he doesn't have any superpowers. Um I can't think of any more gadgets. Not really. Yeah, the I don't really remember much gadget gadget wise. <laughs> you got the the suit itself, the tumbler, the the batterings. Um, well, let's talk about the suit. Um, what do you guys think of the suit? I mean, um, I don't know. I think it all goes back to it's all practical. Mm. Um, I was very impressed by this suit, and kind of makes me nervous to see what. Ben Affleck suit is gonna look like. Everybody is all like, "Oh, it's so fantastic!" But it worries me because I would yeah. like to see the the practicality stay with the next movie or few. Mm-hmm. I like my Nolan suit. I I think it's it was um it was new and it was fresh and it was um definitely more realistic and not as mm-hmm. cartoony as the ones from the from the previous movies and I'm sure everybody appreciated that but it it still it still looked like Batman you look at mm-hmm. 
um, Christian Bale in that suit, and you know that's that's Batman. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it wasn't too far off, and um, the whole jet black thing, and the, the I like the bat symbol was pretty cut and dry. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't like um, curvy like the ones in the past, and I, I, that was pretty cool. I like that change. Let's put, a, let's put a spotlight on it so everybody knows I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the bat symbol. Too, so. yeah, no, no, no bat nipples. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, like ten foot long cod piece. Right. No, no built in uh, abs into <laughs> right. the suit. Right. I think Joe Sher Schumacher had some issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some fetishes. I'm yeah. Thinking. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I like black leather. <laughs> yeah. Whips and chains. <laughs> I don't want to go. Let's let's get that. I'm having Catwoman flashbacks. <laughs> Dang it, Ben Avery. Um. So to wrap all this up, what can Ben Affleck learn from this movie? What What do you want him to take? You know, if you were to sit him down and just be like, "Dude, you have to watch this movie," what would you want him to take away? Mm. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say just because this, the, like, the first half of this movie is an origin story, right. and they've they've already come out and said, like, for this Batman, we're not doing an origin story. Like, everyone knows where Batman came from. Right. Like, we're doing an older take on Batman. Well, and that makes sense. I mean, and I'm I'm okay with it. But, like, I mean, is there anything Christian Bale does or doesn't do that, that Ben Affleck should follow suit or learn from? I, I don't want the the raspy voice. Yeah, like he I, needs to do something. He needs to boss back. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is in the in the forties serials. We li we did learn mm -hmm. that. Um, he needs to just honest. I mean, he needs to uh, like. Um, he needs to to watch different versions of the character, mm -hmm. and he but he also he needs to develop it himself. And he needs to. I'm sure he's already done plenty of research and plenty of oh, yeah. reading. I mean, it's a big deal, and people are already freaking out about him. And I, I'll say this right now: I have no problem with him being Batman or Bruce Wayne. I, have, I, I know people give me crap for that, but I have no problem with him playing the character. But I, I think, he, I think he's gonna, you know, take what you know, Christian Bale did, and just, you know, observe it and. And just do his own thing. Yeah, I um. Oh, get this out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I think I don't know. Well, I think like Mike said that I he's definitely going to need to be his own person, and I I think I think a lot of people respect um the Dark Knight trilogy so much. Some of them might want him to act more like uh, the Christian Bale Batman. Probably. Uh, in fact, whenever he does something different, they're going to be like, well, that's not Batman. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be upset no matter what. Yeah, and I think that was kind of another way I was going to spin this is, you know, I think we've talked about it a little bit before you and I have. Um, it feels so soon to be bringing in a new Batman. Um, yeah. And that's why I agree with you guys, where Affleck just needs to find his own Batman. Um, 
I heard somewhere that these three movies are supposed to be canon to uh, the Batman Superman movie. I don't know about that. That I heard. I don't even remember where I heard it. I'll have to look it up. But I heard a rumor, and we know how rumors work. But if it is canon, I don't even want to go into that. Never mind. Um, but it, it is it is too soon. So I agree with you guys. I want to see him do his own Batman. Because um, I trust him. I trust him not to ruin it. Um, what about Zack Snyder? Um, honestly, I think Christopher Nolan is a more superior director, um, idea man than Zack Snyder is. What do you think Zack Snyder can can learn from this? Oh, man. <laughs> it's a tough question. Because they're completely different. Mm-hmm. Two different styles. Yeah. In, uh, directing styles. But um, I think that uh, Zack Snyder could take some story elements that uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan did and expand upon them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And... Um, because that's probably Snyder's weakest element. He's not really good at storytelling that he, much. He's very much into the visual side of it, the stylistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that in 300. You even you see it a little bit in Man of Steel. But, um, and I guess kind of talking about that, because we reviewed it, I think. I don't remember. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but... When I watch Man of Steel, I still see a whole lot of Nolan's influence on that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, he, was, he was like he an, was an executive, executive producer. And I don't know if he's going to have that role in this upcoming movie. I don't think so. I think he's stepped down. Yeah. So that worries me a little bit. So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping that Snyder, he, he's learned through um, conversation, through watching his other film, and learned, okay, I do need to focus a lot on the story because... Um, again, story is a lot of what makes Batman Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's cool. You know, his gadgets are cool, but if you don't mm-hmm. have the right story, you're ruining Batman. You look at the <laughs> mm-hmm. the last two, three, at least the the past three Batman movies mm-hmm. um, in regard to this one. I also think it may work. This movie may be an advantage for Zack Snyder just because they're not doing another origin story for Batman. Yes. And honestly, they don't need to. And I think it may work in his advantage because, you know, the character's pretty much fully developed. I mean, they said he was going to be like an older Bruce Wayne or more experienced Bruce Wayne, or Batman slash Batman. So uh, I think that that may work in his advantage because he's got um, he's got a character that, you know, he knows what he's doing and his motives and everything. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see like the plot of the whole thing, because I don't know if it's going to be straight up action, boom, boom, fists, punch, (laughs) explosions, or if, you know, there's going to be more depth to it. So I'm not really sure. I, um, I think one of the biggest things that they can, that they can take from this is that, um, with Batman and Superman are so different in so many ways that, like, Superman, when you think about him, you think of more like the, like, the bright sun and the bright colors and yeah. um, the spandex suit <laughs> and stuff. But uh, And then with Batman, it's so dark and uh, black and grays. To taking those two worlds and combining them in one movie, um, 
I think if they if they take like how they did uh, the dark atmosphere in in this film and in the uh, preceding films, mm -hmm. uh, that they can really uh, get that atmosphere right without concentrating too much on uh, sure. Superman and his his bright world <laughs> <laughs> underwear. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the what's the name of this movie? I don't know that they've actually finally decided on it yet. Yeah. That's that's gonna be like if once they announce the Have title. Have you heard some of the really grabby titles they've come up for? No. Well, um, with how many uh, different characters they've announced for this film, they because they haven't really. I don't think they've done any filming at all for it, have they? I don't even think um, they've done principal. Not that I know of. Yeah, so what, I, what I've heard is they might actually turn this into, like, a sort of Justice League film. Justice League prequel or yeah. Justice League, I don't know. Well, which kind of worries me. That's, that's yeah. Because it's, it's way too soon. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, think that'll, I think that'll look dumb on them because they introduced, like, at Comic-Con... It's a Batman Superman movie. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> like, and then now they're turning it into something different. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think with all the pressure from Marvel and how well they've done with like the Avengers films, they're like, oh, we got to do something like that. Right. But what if they do do this and they do uh, introduce all these characters in one film? They don't have that same build-up that Marvel had, which yeah. that was one of the best parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm -hmm. is you had to introduce every character little by little, and then have them all come together after you've already formed their backgrounds and where they've come from. Their it, individual yeah, characters. it works really, really well. Mm -hmm. So, But if they just throw them all into one movie, like, it's like, look, we got the Justice League! It's yeah. like, why, why do I care? Yeah. I mean, I mean we're going to care because we like comic books, but to the casual moviegoer, they're like, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's this gonna be like? Right. Um, you guys wanna hear the potential titles? Um, yeah. Supposedly these are registered um, titles that Warner Brothers can use. Man of Steel: Battle of the Night with a K N I G H T. <laughs> Man of Steel: Beyond Darkness. Man of Steel: Black of Night. Man of Steel: Darkness Falls. Man of Steel: <laughs> Night Falls. Man of Steel: Shadow of the Night with no K. Man of Steel, The Blackest Hour, and Man of Steel, The Darkness Within. The Darkness Within. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Some of those are interesting, mm -hmm. but um, mainly the thing that bothers me is that there is no title. I just, mm -hmm. I, I don't like the fact that people are still referring to it as that Batman Superman movie that's coming out mm -hmm. soon. So I, I, I wish there was an actual title for it. Me too. Okay, um, that kind of wraps up our discussion on Batman Begins. Um, the next episode we're going to do is, get this, this is the, it will be the eighth part of this series. We've done seven episodes previous. Wow. Yeah, so we're going to talk about <laughs> The Dark Knight. This is a really long series. I didn't realize what mess we were getting ourselves into. It's, <laughs> it's a beautiful mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys have any recommendations, things you want to tell people about? Oh man! Anything you've been reading, or it does, honestly, here's how I look at recommendations, and I guess I'm just clarifying this for you, Mike. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be geek related necessarily. Just anything you're just really digging right now. I, okay. Just in general. Um, go see the Lego Movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I saw that recently, and I know you guys talked about it in a previous podcast. We actually didn't. That was, oh, that, that was a guest podcast. Guest podcast. That's right. And they hated that movie. They hated I it. I love that movie. Yeah, I, I loved it too. Well, that was a good movie, and uh, also, uh, stay in school <laughs> and be cool <laughs> and don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David, um, I don't know. Uh, go pick up the newest. Uh, issue of Game Informer because there's a big article in it about the newest um, Arkham game. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, Arkham Knight. Um, I'm pretty psyched about it. I got mine in the mail. If you don't know what Game Informer is, it's like the magazine that comes through um, Game Stop. It's cool. Yeah, awesome. so go, go get a, a little plug that. for Game Stop. Go get a, a Pro membership there, and you get a free year subscription to Game Informer. Wait until we get an affiliate link so we can make some money off of here. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, oh, I did think of something. Uh, Frozen's out on Blu-ray right now, mm-hmm. and have you, you guys seen it? Mm-hmm. You know the the Mickey Mouse cartoon that plays right before oh, yeah. it. Yeah. It looks so good on like on Blu-ray. It looks really awesome. I love that little short. So yeah, I go pick up that on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> no, no just just Blu-ray. Yeah, okay. <laughs> go pick it up on DVD. If you have a DVD player, go throw it out and get a Blu-ray player. Get the combo pack. I really don't see a point to like much of those <laughs> special editions, but you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, my recommendation. Well, actually, I mentioned this in our last episode that I want a pack, a mystery package from The Verge. I'm going to do a short review on it, probably on our YouTube channel, just because um, that's more appropriate so you guys can see what I got. But I did get an Ouya system. Um, it's actually very, very cool. The bummer is I only have one controller, and it's $50 for another one. Um, but it's it's really cool. I've turned it into a glorified emulator. I've been playing some old-school Nintendo Sega Genesis games. Um the craziest game I've played so far is um, WWE Royal Rumble. <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> Royal Rumble, brother. Wrestle, wrestling games are always fun. So, um, those are, yeah. that's I have a lot of memories with. I should have mentioned that in our video game episode. The wrestling games were hilarious. We'll have to do a follow-up. So, uh, I think that's going to do it. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Listen to the little end bumper thing. Mike's waving by. Boom. Thanks for listening to Geek This Podcast with David Clements and David Hunt. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekthispodcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at geekthispodcast. Leave us a voicemail and give us feedback by calling 765-416-3651 and be sure to subscribe at geekthispodcast.com slash iTunes. For previous episodes, be sure to check out geekthispodcast.com. <laughs>